1: Old Radio, Old Radio, Old Radio, Radio,
2: Old Radio. Comedy
1: podcast. Welcome to episode ninety of season three of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. The Life of Riley was a popular radio sitcom that ran from 1944 to 1951 on the Blue Network and later on NBC Radio. It starred William Bendix as Chester A. Riley, a wing riveter at the fictional Cunningham Aircraft Plant in California, and Paula Winslow as his wife Peg, and also as his mother-in-law. It also starred John Brown as Digby Digger O'Dell, the friendly undertaker, multiple actors as his son Junior, Barbara Eiler as daughter Babs, Hans Conried as Uncle Baxter, Alan Reed in multiple roles, and several other supporting actors in various roles as well. Bendix went on to reprise his role in the motion picture of the same name in 1949, which prevented him from taking on the TV role when the series made the transition to television for one season from 1949 to 1950. Now sit back and enjoy the November 19th, 1944 and the January 7th, 1945 broadcasts of The Life of Riley. folks. During the day, he's William
3: Bendix, the movie star. But every Sunday night for the last 52 weeks, he's been the star of The Life of Riley. Now, we're going to hear a few words from this one-year-old radio star. Say something, Bill. Da-da. Da-da. <laughs> the American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> The meat people of America, providing a great food for a great nation. Five million farmers and ranchers raising fine meat animals. 600,000 men and women in more than 3,500 meat packing plants. 400,000 meat retailers. All doing their level best to fill your daily needs. And now, on behalf of all these... The American Meat Institute brings you The Life of Riley. Like most fathers, Chester A. Riley, California war worker, is full of pride in his son, Junior, and never seems to learn that pride goeth before a fall. Right now, Riley's at it again. He wants Junior to enter the Silver Gloves Amateur Contest and is out in the backyard trying to sell Junior the idea. Listen.
4: But, Pop, I don't think I box good enough to be in the Silver Gloves Contest. Oh,
5: don't be so modest, Junior. Let me be the one who's modest. With the benefit of my training, you can't possibly lose. And don't forget, you'll be wearing the colors of the BPLA. The BPLA, Pop? Well, sure, my club, the Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles. <laughs> All the social and athletic clubs are entering some kid. It's, it's for charity. And the BPLA is counting on you.
4: Yeah, and the referee will be counting over me.
2: <laughs> no,
5: no, he won't, Junior. I, I happen to know the referee, Muggsy Donovan, personal. And, Junior, he can't count up to ten. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, I'm your manager, your trainer, your foreign partner, and your father. And all four of us say you can't lose.
4: But, Pa. And
5: another thing, Junior. Boxers are very popular, especially with girls of the opposite sex.
2: <laughs>
5: they are, Pop? Girls like men who can protect them. A man who can fight as a knight in shining armor. A regular Sir Gallagher, or Bunchalot.
2: <laughs>
5: girls like boxers, huh? Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, Pop, I'm entering the Shut up, boy. Now, now,
5: come on, we'll start your training right away. First... I'm going to show you a tricky uppercut. I call it my Sunday punch.
2: Why, Pop?
5: Well, when I hit a fellow with this punch, he always lands on his
2: weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
5: Pop, go ahead and show me. Uh, now, 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 watch me. First, I faint with my left, eh? then with my right, I bring up a haymaker like this. this. That, that's... Uh, where are you, Junior?
4: Over here, behind you. Oh. <laughs> Listen, Pop, can't the other fella hit you when your legs are all tangled up like that?
5: Uh, well, sure, I'm wide open for a right hook, but if he tries it, I'll block it with my jaw. Uh, now, you try it on me. <laughs> Look, I'll get down on my knees so I'm more your side. Uh, go ahead.
4: Gosh, I don't want to hurt you. I
5: just figured that I'm your foreign partner as well as your trainer. Forget I'm your father. Don't worry, I'll duck. Come on, let me have the old one-two. Come on. Well... Okay. One, two. Oh, Uh, yeah. Uh, You see, your trainer was so busy watching your styles that your sparring partner forgot to duck. And I think your father is getting a black eye. Come on, Peg, let's finish up the dishes test.
6: Huh? Honest, Riley, I don't understand what's going on in that mind
5: of you. Now, Dumplin', don't worry about my mind. It's very simple.
6: <laughs> First, you invite Junior to hit you in the eye, and then as a reward, you do these dishes for him.
5: Well, I don't want Junior to do no more dishes for a while. Dish water's liable to soften up his hand. Hmm.
6: is not that much for me. Well, I'm telling you for the last time, I'm not going to let our boy grow up to be a prize fighter with those broccoli ears.
5: Not broccoli, cauliflower. (laughs) And don't worry, Junior can take care of himself. He's got my fighting blood in his veins.
6: Your fighting blood. (laughs) Look at that black eye he gave
5: you. I I let him hit me. to, 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 To give him confidence, I... I think the swelling's going down a little low. I When I close my good eye, I can very dimly see the icebox
6: there. That's the gas meter you're looking at. <laughs> oh, Riley, don't you think it's dangerous to let Junior fight?
5: Uh, Junior's my boy also. Remember, her father's mother loves, too. <laughs> why, with me training Junior, nobody's going to lay a glove on him. It's like I was saying to Jim Gillis I Oh, said,
6: so that's uh, it You and that Jim Gillis have been boasting to each other again Now, now, Peg, listen now. And you said that Junior was a better fighter than Gillis's boy Egbert I and did he not said that th-
5: he... th- This time you got me all wrong It was Gillis that said Egbert was a better fighter than Junior
6: Oh, the idea Two grown men getting two little boys to fight each other
5: Well, in the first place it ain't fighting, it's, it's boxing What's the difference? Well, boxing's more gentlemanly. When, when, when you knock the guy's teeth out, you wear gloves. <laughs> well, I...
2: And in mean, the second
5: yeah. place, Egbert, don't figure in this at all anyway. Because only Junior is representing the BPLA. <laughs> Boy, is Jill is going to be jealous when he hears about it.
4: <laughs> oh, Pop, I finished my homework. Let's go and enter me in the box.
5: Oh, oh, okay, Sonny. Peg, we're going down to see the boxing promoter, Face Moore. Rosenface is managing the tournament.
6: Oh, I give up. Now, Riley, look, promise me one thing. Yes. Arrange it so that the boy who fights Jr. won't hit him.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sure, sure. Come on, Captain.
0: All right, next entry.
5: Uh, Mr. Moore, I want to sign up for the schoolboy division of the Silver Gloves. Schoolboy? Yeah.
0: I'm afraid you're a little late. He should have been here 25 years ago.
5: Oh, oh, I ain't the schoolboy. I'm entering my son here, Battling Kid Riley. He's representing the BPLA.
0: Oh, you're too late, Riley. We already have one entry from that club.
7: Oh, gee, Pop, how can that
5: be? Well, it can't. Well, it is.
0: Mr. Gillis entered his son, Egbert, for the BPLA five minutes ago.
5: Why, the double crosser, the traitor. That kid, Eggbert Gillis, can't represent the BPLA. He's a
4: cream puff. Just a minute, Riley. I hate that crack, and I don't like it. Relax,
5: Gillis. That Eggbert of yours couldn't fight his way through a sheet of Kleenex.
4: He could so,
7: but who can get Kleenex today?
5: Uh, Look at this black eye my junior gave me. I I don't see your boy giving you no black eye.
4: Well, of course not. Brung him up better. He only fights kids his own size.
5: Is that so? Well, he better not pick on my junior... My boy can lick your boy with one of my hands tied behind your back.
2: <laughs> Why, you all... Now, wait mo- just a minute. I just I... just I... a minute. Just
7: a minute.
0: Just a second, man. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let down the rules and let both boys represent your club against each other. Then the winner will be the champion of the B P L A.
5: Oh Hello, Pointy. Well, sure, I think Junior will win. What? Oh. Okay, Pointy. Thanks for tripping me off. So long. Peg, guess what?
6: Guess what what?
5: I just heard that Jim Gillis is having his kid trained by Slug Malloy, ex-welterweight champion of the Santa Monica Pier. A
2: professional?
6: No. Oh, is that fair?
5: What a snaky thing to do. What an underhanded trick. Only a shift and and weasel would do a thing like that. Why didn't I think of it?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Riley, I'm worried about this Oh,
5: well, don't worry, Dumplin'. I I promise you that Junior won't get hurt. Why, it's such a sure thing. I've been laying three to one that Junior will win.
6: Three to one? Where are you going to get the money to cover all those bets?
5: Well, who needs money? I... I, I bet Dirk Durkin three mows of his lawn to one trim of our hedge. <laughs> All I hope is Junior watches his training. Well, what, what do you have for lunch? let will
6: see. Two sandwiches and a glass of milk and a
5: chocolate eclair. A chocolate eclair. Again with the custard. If you must feed him a class, please see that They're filled with meat. <laughs> oh, says Junior now. Is, is that you, Chip?
2: Yes, yeah, me.
5: Well, Peg, start dishing out that grub, And, champ, sit down at that table and start packing it away. Go ahead, kid.
4: I'm not hungry. Get, well,
5: Junior, you've you, you got to build up your weight, or Egbert's able to beat you.
4: No, he won't. Ah, that's
5: the way I like to hear you talk.
4: Because I'm not going to fight Egbert. <laughs>
5: Junior, I didn't quite understand you. I can't hear with my mouth full.
4: <laughs> I'm not going to fight Egbert.
6: Well, I think he's being
5: sensible. I'm glad that's settled. Well,
4: it ain't settled. What do you mean you
5: won't fight Egbert?
4: Why won't you? Well, I can't tell you why, Pop. Please don't ask me.
5: Junior, there's only one type of a boy who runs away from a fight.
4: I can't help it. I don't want to fight. I want to be left
0: alone.
5: Uh, Junior, come back here. Hey, I know why he's running out. He's scared. He must have heard how Egbert was being trained by a professional. My own son, a coward.
6: Oh, come now. How
5: do you oh, know? I just got a feeling. You know me. I'm I'm psychopathic.
2: <laughs>
3: well, Riley seems to have lost the first round in his fight to make Junior a silver glove champ. Round two follows in just a moment. But in the meantime, this is Ken Niles speaking for me. Let me tell you what Mrs. Niles did for me at dinner last night, Saturday night. I sat down hungry. Yes, even radio announcers get that way. Hungry as a bear. Well, in she comes with a deep-covered dish, hot as a firecracker. First, I get a friendly fragrance, and then I take off the lid. Ah, Inside, it's brown and warm. Chunks of good lean beef in a steaming liquid. Fluffy islands of dumplings. Carrots, onions, potatoes. I lift off a dumpling, and then I take the biggest ladle we have in the house, scoop, fill, lift, and serve. In that homey mixture on my plate are meat, vegetables, dumplings, and all. The name of that mealtime masterpiece is beef stew. Bubbling body beef stew. And Mrs. Niles said, honey, it took only about a pound of stew meat to build that stew. It only cost me two red points out of the hundred the two of us have this month. Well, ladies, that all goes to show there are still a lot of ways to keep meat on the table, even in these days of tighter rationing. Look for the low-point meats in your market, short ribs, for instance, or sausage. Just one to three points per pound. Most of the variety meats, such as kidney and hearts and pork and lamb liver, are still point-free. Remember, when you keep meat on the menu, you keep getting those highest-quality essential proteins. For meat is a yardstick of protein foods, Because meat measures up to every protein need. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. It's round two of Riley's struggle to persuade his son to meet young Egbert Gillis in the Silver Gloves Boxing Tournament tonight. Junior's last-minute refusal to fight left Riley down, but not quite out.
5: Hey, I guess I should never have depended on Junior. I guess I'm just a big dope. Well, you might have the courtesy to deny it.
6: Why should I? You got yourself into this, now take the consequences.
5: Yeah. I can just see myself paying off the bet I made with Ike Shanahan, the barber.
6: Well, you made a bet with the barber, too?
5: Yeah. If Junior wins, Ike's got to give me a six-month supply of haircuts. Three haircuts. If Junior loses, i got to cut my own hair and stand in the window of Ike's barbershop with a sign around my neck which says, let Ike cut your hair or someday you look like this.
2: Next
5: time, don't bet. Uh, Junior can't treat me this way, even if I am his father. I'm, I'm going to have another talk with him. Junior, come in here. Uh, Peg, where you going? I've got the dishes to do. Oh, the ships are deserting the sinking rat. <laughs> oh,
4: what do you want, Pop?
5: Junior, you, you've been a great disappointment to me, you know that? I know. And you, you still won't tell me why you won't fight Edgar tonight?
4: Well, I can't tell you, Pop.
5: Uh, well, you don't have to, because I know why. You do? Sure, you, you're just afraid to spoil your good looks. But you shouldn't be, Junior. I'm the one who should be afraid because, after all, you got him for me.
4: Honest, <laughs> well, Papa, I ain't afraid of spoiling my looks. Uh, but,
5: but, Junior, how can you run away from a fight? You were born in Brooklyn, Junior. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry I
4: got you in this jam. Um,
5: I, I don't care about myself. I, I don't even care about Gillis and the boys riven me. But what I can't take is the thought that my my own son is
4: i I'm not a coward, Pop. Honest, I ain't. It's something else. It's... Well, it's... Yes, Junior? It, it... It's on account of Marilyn Morris, my girl. She said if I went in that ring, she'd never speak to me again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that all? <laughs> oh,
4: don't laugh, Pop. You don't know what it means to be in love. <laughs>
5: You'd better not let your mother hear that. <laughs> I know plenty about love, and, and, and it's just like General Sherman said, love is war.
2: <laughs> Listen,
5: Junior, suppose Marilyn said she'd let you fight.
4: Boy, if she only would, Pop, I'd get in that ring and carry Bert to pieces. He's always trying to get Marilyn away from me.
5: Junior... Get your trunks and bathrobe together and be ready to leave for the arena on a minute's notice.
8: Sit down, Mr. Riley, won't you? Oh,
5: thanks, Marilyn. Now, now, you sit down, too, huh?
8: Now, what did you want to see me about, Mr. Riley?
5: Uh, well... Well? Well,
8: uh... Well? Well?
5: Uh, Happy New Year (laughs) Thank you, same to you Uh, Same to you too
2: Uh,
5: Well Marilyn, I believe in coming right to the point I'm I'm here on a sort of a peace mission You gotta let Junior fight tonight
8: Oh, I'm sorry, but I don't approve of fighting
5: But Marilyn, fighting builds a boy up It it makes a he-man out of him And girls like he-men Look at Van Johnson. Look at Frank Sinatra. Oh, no, look back at Van Johnson.
8: Well, maybe that's... Oh, but I just don't want Junior's ears to look like Brussels
2: sprouts.
5: Cauliflower.
2: <laughs>
8: Mr. Riley, you may as well know now as later. I'm planning to make Junior my husband.
2: <laughs> you are,
5: huh? Well... In that case, I'll have to double his 50-cent allowance.
2: (laughs) Oh, we won't get
8: married for a little while. Uh We're thinking of June 9th, 1956.
5: Uh, Well, well, if you're going to marry him, you should let him box, because boxing prepares a man for married life.
2: I, I, I mean,
5: if... Junior learns now how to take it on the chin. When he's married and older, he can take it on both of his
2: chins. <laughs> so,
5: what do you say? Let, let Junior fight, huh? Oh, Junior's perfectly free to do what he wants.
8: All I said was, if he fights, I'll never speak to him again.
5: You call that freedom? <laughs> Marilyn, are you sure you were never married before?
2: <laughs> Why, Mr. Riley.
5: Oh, I was only kidding. Listen, Marilyn... Marilyn, if you don't let Junior fight tonight and he loses by default, Junior won't have no self-respect. And when a woman makes a man lose his self-respect, he can never forgive her.
8: Oh, I never look at it like that. I wouldn't want Junior to... Mr. Riley, I've changed my mind. Oh,
5: that, that, that's great. It's my duty to see that Junior wins. Oh, don't worry. I think he'll win.
8: I know he'll win. Oh,
5: you're a swell kid, Marilyn. And, and it's okay for you to marry Junior. I'm, I'm here by giving you his hand. The one with the <laughs> paycheck in it. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Moore, how's a big promoter,
0: eh? Fine, Riley, fine. We're going to have a capacity crowd tonight. Yeah. And a lot of people want to see your boy mix it with young Gillis. Oh,
5: sure. All my pals are out there, too, and battling kid Riley is all set.
7: Where, where, where's Moore? Right
0: here, Mr. Gillis. Uh, what's wrong?
7: Where's Eggbite? Have you seen my eggbite? Where is he? Don't you know? No. The
4: last I know, he was going over to see some little kid Marilyn Morris. I just called her. She said he never showed
2: up. The kid
4: is missing. Huh? He's smart.
2: <laughs>
0: now listen, Gillis, you're putting me in a fine spot. There's a big crowd upstairs waiting to see the Riley Gillis bout. we don't give him one, we got to turn back the money. The charity loses, and I look like a heel. Well,
5: my junior's here. He ain't afraid. My egg bite ain't afraid.
0: He's just missing. Hey, I, I wish I could find a substitute fight.
4: I wouldn't be surprised if Egg Bite was kidnapped. Ah, uh, why would anybody kidnap Egg Bite? Somewhere I got to find another. I fight. know why. And I think I know who done it, Gillis. Who do you think you're looking at? Who do you think I'm looking at? I asked you first. <laughs>
0: Somewhere I gotta find another. Wait a minute, I got one right under my nose.
5: You want to make something out of this, Gillis? I do if you do. Okay, I, I dare you to knock this chip off my shoulder. There ain't no chip on your shoulder. Well, I dare you to put one on. Now wait a minute, gentlemen. Now, wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute. Never fight for nothing. Now, there's a big crowd upstairs waiting to see the Gillis-Riley bot. Well, they're going to see it.
5: But the kids kid,
0: not fight. His kid ain't here. Well, your name's Riley, ain't it? And his yeah. name is Gillis, ain't it? I'm putting you two in the ring. Gillis versus Riley, just as
2: advertised. No oh, way, uh,
4: Lie quiet on this table, Pop, so I can rub you down. You ain't nervous, are you, Pop?
5: Uh, who, me? Uh, if you notice me shaking. I'm just loosening up my muscles.
4: <laughs> Why don't we get going? Pop, don't forget your old Sunday punch. Yeah,
5: but this here is only Saturday.
4: <laughs> well, what's worrying you, Pop?
5: Huh? Oh, nothing. I'm only thinking about poor old Gillis. Him and me have been pals for years. Now i got to go upstairs and punch him all over the ring. I hope.
7: <laughs> okay, Riley, let's go.
0: Now? Yeah, that crowd won't wait much longer Come on, let's get into the ring uh,
5: Okay, I'm, I'm ready Well, don't be so nervous uh, I, I ain't nervous um, Wait, where's my gloves?
0: They're tied to your hands Where's my hands?
5: <laughs> Never mind, I won't need them mm-hmm. Let's go
6: dear. Thank
8: you, Mrs. Riley. May I hear the fights on your radio? They won't let me listen at home. Why, well, yes. Come into the living room.
6: But I uh, thought you
8: didn't like boxing, Marilyn. I don't, but I just want to hear them announce that Junior wins by
6: default. Well, how do you know you win by default? You'll see. Well, I'll tune the radio in.
7: And now, folks, it's time for the main bump Gillis versus Riley. This is the fight we've been waiting for, folks.
8: <laughs> They'll have a long wait. Coming, coming,
7: happened. And now the two contestants are climbing into the ring. Here's Riley, and here's Gillis.
8: I don't understand it. Egbert can't be there.
7: Official weights of the two contestants: Gillis, one hundred and eighty pounds. What? And Riley weighs in at one hundred and ninety-five. One hundred? What's happened to Junior? <laughs> Ah, they're getting a big cheer, folks. After all, they stepped in at the last moment to take the place of their son, Junior Riley and Egbert
2: Gillis.
6: Oh, Marilyn, it's not Junior and Egbert. It's my husband and Mr. Gillis. The
8: men are fighting each other. I knew it couldn't be Egbert because I locked him in our cellar. (laughs) You did what? So Junior could win by default. There is the gong. The fate is
7: on. Now if they'll only come out of their (laughs) corner. They rush each other and oh, they miss each other and land on the ropes. This is the battle of a the century. These plums couldn't hit each other in a hundred years.
2: Oh, Jesus is dreadful.
7: Now the referee pulls them back in the center. Now they spawn. Go oh, right, in us go with a haymaker, and wham! The referee is down! <laughs> be here. This is for charity, folks. They say charity begins at home, and that's where Riley and Gillis wish they were.
6: And that's where they ought to be, those two.
7: And remember, folks, these prize fights come to you through the courtesy of Digger O'Dell, the friendly undertaker, who's
2: <laughs>
7: when you think of Foxy, think of me. <laughs> Round two, and then come up. No, wait. They're not coming out. That last round seems to have winded them. Well, this will be a no decision now. And yes. Yes, Riley is coming out. Punchy, but gay. Now, Gillis is up, too. Oh, what a fight. They staggered to the center. No! Gillis is down. But Riley never touched him. He must have faded. (laughs) Riley is counting over Gillis. I forgot to say the referee didn't come out for this round. (laughs)
8: Four.
6: My, I thought prize fights lasted longer than this. I think they're supposed Six. to, but not with those two in
7: there. Seven, eight, nine, ten. It's all over, folks. Riley is holding out Riley's hand. Now, winner, Mister Riley. Come over here to the microphone, Riley. Say a few words to the radio audience. What's the matter, Riley? You too winded to talk? Oh.
5: I got plenty of wind, only it goes in and out of my mouth too
2: fast. It
5: was a great fight,
7: folks, and the best man won. I feel fine. Gillis never laid a glove on me, but if Jake of Jake's
4: meat market is in the house, I want to order two steaks, one for each eye.
3: The Rileys will be back in just a moment. Well, this is about the time of year when most folks get hungry for a good sausage breakfast. Not just on Sunday, but now and then throughout the week. Well, as long as pork sausage takes only two or three points a pound, I say let's have it. And if you want to stretch the sausage out a little, you can make mine with cottage fried potatoes on the side and some good cream gravy. Or give me my breakfast sausage pieced out with scrambled eggs or crisp fried mush. Or some nice red apple slices, browned in the dripping. But give me sausage. Hmm, hmm. And while I'm talking about it, I'll add that the tasty lean in that sausage has the right kind of proteins. The kind that everyone, old or young, needs to build and rebuild tissues. All meat has these proteins of highest quality. Meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. All these nutritional statements made about meat are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association.
5: Folks, this is William Bendix getting personal for just a moment. Tonight is something of an occasion for all of us who are a part of the life of Raleigh. This is our 50-second program, and even with Rally's arithmetic, that makes us one year old. Thank you. Uh, for a year now, I've wanted to pay public tribute to the fine actors who comprise our regular cast. First... Riley's wife, Dumplin', played by a very, very pretty gal, Paula Winslow. Oh, Phil Bendix. <laughs> when television comes, her blush will be a sensation. <laughs> Riley's son, Junior, is Conrad Binion, and Jim Gillis is John Brown. Now, heard in tonight's story are Riley's daughter, Babs, who is Sharon Douglas, Waldo Binney, played by Dink Trout, Digger O'Dell, the Merry Undertaker, played also by John Brown. And, of course, our announcer, Ken Wheat is a yardstick of Protean Foods,
2: Niles.
5: (laughs) (laughs) For all of us, it's been a pleasant privilege to meet you at your radio each Sunday. And if we've succeeded in giving you a smile or two, well, that's the nicest birthday present we could possibly have. Good night, and see you next
2: week.
3: Follow the Life of Riley, presented by the American Meat Institute, next week at this same time. William Bendix plays Riley by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley is written by Ashmead Scott, Alan Lipscott, and Reuben Shipp. It is directed by Don Bernard, with music by Lou Cosmo. Our engineer is Thor LaCroix. This is Ken Niles saying, See you next week. Only on Hulu. Here he is. In the movie Wake Island, he was a Brooklyn Marine. In abroad with two yanks, he's Biff, the private. But tonight, he's just another American citizen looking forward to good old Thanksgiving Day.
5: Yeah, and I got plenty to be thankful for. This year, our family's going to have a turkey filled with chestnut. When I was a kid... We had a chestnut filled with turkey.
2: <laughs>
5: the American Meat Institute presents
3: William Bendix in the Life of Riley. And later, during our show, we'll have a special visit from your favorite Hollywood correspondent, Jimmy Fiddler. And now, on behalf of all those engaged in supplying meat to the nation, the American Meat Institute presents. The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The Rileys have just witnessed a performance of a Thanksgiving play at the high school. And right now, they're waiting for their daughter, Babs, outside the stage door.
5: Why, I thought the play was fine, especially the way Babs played Priscilla. Yeah. Yeah, Babs was good. And I got a laugh when Captain Miles Standish's beard fell off. Boy, was his face nude
2: <laughs>
4: Oh, if I was Priscilla, I'd sooner marry Miles Stanish than Elmer Gillis
6: But the Gillis boy was playing John Alden She had to marry him, that's
5: history Now, wait a minute If they were so stuck on getting history into it, answer me this Where was Nathan Hale?
4: <laughs> Nathan Hale wasn't a pilgrim prop You're all mixed up
5: Junior, a little respect, please
2: <laughs>
5: I know history, too Nathan Hale was the fellow who said, I regret that I have but one wife to give to my country.
4: Oh,
2: <laughs> Riley.
5: Right. Uh,
6: if you see any of
5: Babs's teachers, don't talk history with them. Uh, believe me, that play wasn't history. And that Elmer wasn't a pilgrim. Uh, he was a grim pill. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh-huh. What an
5: actor. Uh, he ain't got enough life in him to play a
4: dead body, that guy.
2: Quiet, Riley.
5: Uh, Here's Elmer's father.
2: Well,
4: well, well. If I ain't the Riley.
5: Oh, hello, Gillis. I was just saying how your
4: boy Elmer played John Alden. Great.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Thanks. And whatever you've been saying about my boy Elmer's acting goes double for your daughter, Babs. Well, th- uh... <laughs> what?
6: Oh, dear. Those pilgrims sure lived in romantic days. Sometimes I
5: wish we'd been born in those days.
4: If we had, we'd be pretty old by
5: now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I suppose you might have married Captain Miles Standish instead of me, huh, Peg?
6: Well, it depends, Riley. You think you could have kept us some fresh turkeys like John
5: Olden kept Priscilla? Well, sure, I know how to shoot a gun. Remember the time we had a shooting match down at Cohen's farm? Didn't I shoot the cigar right out of Muley Durkin's mouth?
4: Well, sure you did. But the target was a tin can on a fence.
2: Was it? <laughs>
6: oh, yes, Riley. If I was a turkey, I wouldn't be worried when you came around.
5: Well, there's a woman's logic for you. Look, Peg, we're married, ain't we? If you was a turkey, I'd be a turkey, too. And turkeys don't go around shooting each other.
4: <laughs> now, you take me, Riley. Every year, I go up to Antelope Valley. I shoot a gobbler for Thanksgiving. Oh, you do? Sure. Ask my wife.
5: You hear that, Riley? What he can do, I can do. Huh? Well, sure you can.
6: It's the same, I'm getting our turkey from Jake's Market. Now listen.
5: Hey, Peg, where you going?
6: Oh, I'll be right back. I'm just going inside to see what's keeping back. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I'll go with you, Ma. Uh,
5: look, Gillis. What's the idea of tearing me down in front of my wife? Telling them cock and bullet stories about shooting turkeys, huh?
4: Well, it's true. If I'm lying, may I never see my landlord again. I still don't believe you. On the level, Riley. See, every Thanksgiving up in Antelope Valley, they have a big turkey shoot. The best ten scores win a turkey. It's only a dollar a try. And with five dollars, you're sure to win one. Oh, I, I can win a turkey at a shooting match, huh? Well, sure, it's a cinch. And Digger Odell, the undertaker, he'd lend you his cabin he's got up there. Oh,
5: that'd be perfect, but look supposing a guy uh, naming no names, but suppose that this guy couldn't shoot so good and he wanted to show his wife he was a good shot, suppose this guy loses in the match
4: huh. well, uh, I know one man again, naming no names, no, no, but yes. uh, he happens to be my children's father
2: <laughs> <laughs> this
4: guy, if he loses in the shoot. He buys a turkey from some guy who wins. Oh, I get it, Gillis. Yeah. Well, the first thing tomorrow,
5: I'm seeing Digger Odell and talking turkey. Good morning, Digger. Glad to find you home. How's my favorite undertaker?
9: Glad to see you, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. (laughs)
4: I feel good
5: Say, Digger, I got a favor to ask you about Thanksgiving
9: Ah, Thanksgiving Roast turkey Cranberry sauce Gravy (laughs) I adore Thanksgiving It's so (laughs) gay
5: Yeah, well... Well, I want to prove to my wife that I'm a good shot, so could I borrow your place up in Antelope Valley this Thanksgiving, please?
9: Certainly, Riley. Ah. Glad to be of help in your hour of need. (laughs) In my profession, we have a slogan. The good that you do to people will come back to you in the end. (laughs) And so will the people. (laughs) Riley... You'll enjoy my ranch.
5: Ranch? Say, how big is this place of yours?
9: It's a mile long by fifteen feet wide. <laughs> the land used to belong to a railroad, but they moved over to straighten the track.
5: Well, that's a, that's a kind of an odd shape, though, isn't it? It's yes,
9: a... long and narrow, but very comfortable. Yes, sir. <laughs> Personally, I adore it. The wide open spaces, the bracing air, the smell of wood smoke to sharpen the appetite. It makes you feel so alive. <laughs> well, i I, I got to be going, and thanks for everything, Digger. Cheerio, Riley. Oh, Betty, me not alone. The...
6: I think spending Thanksgiving in the woods is silly.
5: But you love diggers ranch. The house is filled with wide open spaces. You have gotta brace yourself against the fresh air because because your lungs are filled with wood smoke. And it it makes you feel as if you were alive.
6: Well, maybe. But I still think we better stay home on Thanksgiving. Oh,
5: nothing doing. I'm gonna make you take back what you said about me being a bad shot. I'm gonna win at that shooting match.
6: Oh, well, I don't mind going, but. Couldn't we buy a turkey and bring it up there, you know, just in case?
5: Stop Stop worrying, Peg. I guarantee to bring in a turkey. If I don't, I'll eat my hat.
6: Save the crown for me,
5: Pop. Junior.
2: (laughs)
4: Hello? Oh, hello, Riley. I'm glad I got you in time. Uh, this is Gillis.
5: Well, hurry up, Gillis. We're just leaving for the woods. The family's outside waiting for me.
4: Oh, I got bad news, Riley. Uh-huh. I just heard that the tanky chute's been called off.
5: What? Huh? They can't do this to me. What am I going to do now?
7: Call the trap off.
5: I can't back out now. I, I've been bragging so much about what a good shot I am. If, if I don't win a turkey, I'm a dead duck. I'm coming. But I got to go now, Gillis. Maybe I'll think of something on my way to the station.
6: Hi. Who was that on the phone? Uh, uh, Gillis. Oh, is anything wrong?
5: Huh? No, no, no. Well,
6: then why are you looking so gloomy?
5: Well, Gillis was just telling me about a nice family he knows that may be without a turkey for Thanksgiving. <laughs>
3: In a moment, we'll find out if Riley can wriggle out of his dilemma. But right now, this is Ken Niles, your Minuteman for meat. And my minute's worth tonight is on this question. What can you do about the cuts of meat you can't get these war days? And the answer is, you braise the cuts of beef you do get. You see, our government is taking a big part of beef steaks and beef roasts these days to feed our fighters. So, a lot of the beef left for us on the home front is what we call the braising cuts. They're lean, and you must prepare them a little more thoroughly if you want to serve them at their best. So, the American Meat Institute recommends braising. Now, braising is a little like roasting, and it's a little like frying. It's accomplished through low heat over a longer time and on top of the stove. You pan brown your short ribs or flank steak or pot roast or whatever you're braising. You add liquid, put on the cover, and let her braise. And boy, oh boy, braised beef, brown, glistening, drenched with gravy, tender though lean, is something to kiss your cook about. So, ladies, if you're hungry for kisses or compliments, or just plain hungry, braise that beef. Remember, the braising cuts of beef are rich in proteins of highest quality, just as all cuts of meat. All meat is a yardstick of protein foods because all meat measures up to every protein need. It's Thanksgiving morning, and the Rileys are at Digger O'Dell's cabin in the woods. Riley, determined to keep up his big bluff that his shooting skill will get him a turkey, is tramping through the woods, gun in hand, with Junior.
5: Junior, I don't know why you had to come along. You're, you're going to make me nervous when I'm, when I'm aiming at the target.
4: Oh, I'm sticking with you, Pop. I want to see how you do in that shooting match.
5: Hmm. Don't even trust your own father.
4: Hey, Pop. You said the turkey shoot was being held near Hooper Falls. We're going the wrong way. Look, there's the station.
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, Junior, look, uh, we we gotta have a father and son talk. It's time you you knew something. I I can't put it off
4: any longer. Oh, you mean you're gonna tell me about the bees and the flowers? <laughs>
5: Now, now, Junior, uh, 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 about the birds. One particular bird. A turkey. Look, Junior, we've always been good friends. With us, it's been one for all and every man for himself. It's always going to be that way, right?
4: Okay, Pop. What is it you don't want me to tell Mom?
5: Well, you don't have to be so brunt. But you see, the the turkey shoot was called off.
4: You mean we aren't going to have a turkey?
5: Well, it looked that way at first, but just before we got on the train, I got a big idea. I phoned Jake's meat market from the depot, and I fixed it with Jake to ship a turkey up here on the morning train. Now I pick it up at the station and tell your mother I wanted it, the turkey shoot. Ha, 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 what a rib. <laughs> what
4: a fib. <laughs>
5: well, after we're all full of turkey, I'm going to tell the truth.
4: Oh, here's the station, Pop. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I don't see it outside, and the station's locked.
5: Somebody's got to be here. How am I going to get my turkey? Wait, wait. here's a note on the window here. Closed today. Closed? No, they they can't do this to me.
4: Oh, Pop, now we ain't going to have any turkey, and it's Thanksgiving.
5: Thanks, Junior, for keeping me informed.
4: (laughs) Oh well, Pop. Let's go home.
5: Oh, J- Junior, I-, I can't go home without a turkey. So, so now I'm I'm really going hunting.
4: But Pop, there's no turkeys in these woods. Well, there's other
5: games to hunt. There's there's deer.
4: Deer, but well, we'll never get it home. A deer's too big.
5: Oh, well, all right then. I I'll, I'll shoot a rabbit. They they're smaller.
4: <laughs> oh, you couldn't shoot a rabbit. They're too fast.
5: Yeah. Well, then keep your eye open for a
4: turtle. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: Gosh, turtle. Well, I,
5: I heard it's very tasty. We can have turtle drumsticks and stuff the shell with chestnuts. Come
2: on, we it Well,
4: if you ask me, we're on a wild goose chase.
5: Well, if we get a wild goose, that's better than nothing. Come on, let's go. <laughs>
4: been walking for four hours and here we are back at the train track. Yeah.
5: My feet would give their right arm to get out of my shoes. Junior. What? Did you ever hear of a mirage that looked like a turkey?
4: No, Pop.
5: Then look where I'm pointing. And if you see what I see, I'm going to shoot.
4: It's a bird, okay, Pop. Listen. <laughs> it's a turkey. A big gobbler. Junior, stand back. I'm taking aim. Pop, Pop, you're Uh, shaking. Should uh, I hold a gun still?
5: No, you better go hold the turkey.
4: (laughs) No. No. No, stay here. Get behind me, Junior. uh, Let me
5: shoot it, Pop. No, no. Look out now. I got a bead on him. I see him under the gun sight.
4: (laughs) Pop, Pop, he's coming toward us. I won't shoot till I see the white meat of his eye. One. Two You missed him <laughs> I couldn't have missed Well, open your eyes and look <laughs> oh, He's still coming at you, Pop uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get him this time <laughs> ah, Pick him up, Junior You didn't even touch him <laughs> uh, And now he's running toward us Junior He's surrendering. He knows when he's licked.
2: <laughs> what
4: uh, Gosh, Pop. Uh, I think he likes you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: I can't shoot no bird that gives himself up, can I? <laughs> now, go on. Go, 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 go away, Turkey. Shoot. What? Right. Turkey, stop trying to kiss me. Go on. <laughs>
2: Hey,
4: Pop, look, uh, there's a tag on his leg. Well, read it. Let's see. My name is Sultan. I belong to Patty Kane, age seven. Please do not feed me.
7: Feed him? I wanted him to feed me!
4: Gosh, what a Thanksgiving. No turkey! Well,
5: it ain't right. I'm a law-abiding man. Don't I do my work? Don't I buy war bonds? Don't I let the government withhold my tax? when <laughs> I have to go without turkey on Thanksgiving. That ain't right.
2: <laughs> nah.
4: Boy, that cabin sure looks good, don't it, Pop?
5: Uh, well, I got to go in and explain to your mother about no turkey. This is what I get for trying to be a smart aleck. Well, here it goes. Riley, Junior, where have you been? Bob, Peg, I've been thinking. Why don't we all go on a diet starting today? A foodless diet.
6: Well, we can talk about it after dinner. Meanwhile, the turkey's getting cold.
5: I think uh, uh, we're... Did you say turkey?
6: Of course, turkey. The dining room on the table.
5: Turkey?
4: Gosh, Junior, look! What a turkey! Huh. Oh, Mom, did you shoot it? Yeah, Peg, how... Uh, who... Uh, went, uh, that was some uh, joke you
6: played on us, Riley, you clever thing. Hmm. Hmm. Station master said you had it shipped up here from town, and he knew we'd want it today. Brought it here himself.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that ironical?
4: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I... Hey, Bob. Your neck's getting red. <laughs>
5: that sunburn left over from last summer, Junior.
4: Well, dinner's ready, Daddy. Okay,
5: folks, grab your chairs. Every man for himself. Come on, <laughs> hey, follow up there. Uh, oh, it looks
4: delicious. Start carving, Pop. Okay, let
5: me have that carving knife. Dr. Riley wanted in surgery.
2: <laughs> <laughs> folks,
5: just to make sure everybody gets enough turkey. I'm going to give you your second help, when it's first.
2: <laughs>
5: we... oh,
6: Riley. Huh? Haven't you forgotten something?
5: Huh? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I almost forgot.
2: <clears throat>
5: well, uh, here it is. Uh, another Thanksgiving day. And we have plenty to thank you for. For our food. And for our work that earns it. And, and most of all, for all of us being here together. Some families are pretty far apart today. If... If if you could see your way clear to bring them back together again pretty soon now, we, we'd be mighty grateful for that, too. We thank you for letting us live in a country where there'll always be a Thanksgiving day, and, and if you'll help us, well, we'll do all we can so that someday the... There won't be any place in the world where people can't live in peace with each other. Amen. Amen. Amen.
3: Riley will be back in a moment with your favorite Hollywood correspondent, Jimmy Fiddler. And remember, folks, all meat, regardless of cut or kind, has the right kind of proteins to build and rebuild body tissues. That's what makes meat a yardstick of protein foods. It measures up to every protein need. And may I add, the nutritional statements just made about meat are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association.
5: a boy, Ken. Folks, this is Bill Bendix welcoming Jimmy Fiddler, who has a special, special message for us. So, Jimmy, on behalf of all the rallies, welcome. Our microphone is yours.
10: Thank you. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Thanksgiving Day is almost here. Perhaps if you have loved ones overseas and if there'll be empty chairs at your table on Thanksgiving, you may think you haven't much for which to be grateful. Perhaps food rationing, gas rationing, shortages here and shortages there have aggravated you. If that's true, open your minds and your hearts. We Americans have plenty to be thankful for. We can be thankful that we have freedom of the speech. We can be thank- grateful for free press, for free, free screen and radio, freedom of to worship God as we wish. Thankful that we can laugh and can speak our minds without fear. That we can say no, not be forced to say yes at the point of a bayonet, like the people of Germany and Japan. We can be thankful that our cities and homes haven't been bombed, and that our babies haven't gone hungry. We can be thankful that the men who lead us today are now determined that there shall be no more wars, no more death and tragedy and famine. Let's protect this magnificent freedom and prove our thanks by buying war bonds, buying them till our pocketbooks are pinched. Good night.
3: Follow The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix, and sponsored by the American Meat Institute, next week at this same time.
1: (laughs) This is the Blue Network. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce.
10: Thanks
1: for listening.
2: Thanks for listening.